Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite show, What's Really Out There. I am your host, Stephanie LeBouf, and my father. I am Stephen Booth. How's everybody doing today? We got some good, good stuff for you. I've been a good co-host. I've been finding some good stuff for us to talk about. We got some uh, typical UFO sightings. And then we have, uh, I'm going to cover some mystery uh, forest today. So, it ought to be a fun, great show. So, sit back, relax, guys, and we'll have a little fun. Just want to say thanks to everybody who keeps listening and downloading stuff. Our number's getting bigger and stuff. So, thank you on Spotify and whoever else listens on there and our other platforms. And uh, I know I said we're going to start doing more videos we didn't feel like it today because my hair's a mess and my makeup's bad. Dad. <laughs> so, but we are going to start doing more videos. I'm going to get the YouTube channel caught up because we're like on episode 31. And I think the uh, YouTube channel's only on 15. Wow. I've been slacking. Yeah. I had a lot Great to do time. this weekend. On my other YouTube channel, I had 15 episodes to load up. God. And edit them all. Yeah. Yeah, y'all think that stuff is so fun. It is. I sat back here for hours looking up stuff. Like last night, I stayed up looking up forest. So now I'll spook myself out, and I'm not going to be able to go um, camping. Dad, we don't even go camping. That's ah, a joke. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. All right. I'm... UFO sightings time. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Latest UFO sightings. February 9th. Norm... Normand? Norman? Norwegian. The Norwegian military. military spotted UFO sightings. January 6th, Moreland Plata. Argentina. Argentina. I need that. Strange, strange lights in the sky. Strange Sorry. lights in move. Moscow. 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 February 2nd. Now, the ones in Moscow are weird because they was even there making noise. What? Uh, Is that Uh, the one that was making noise? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what was so weird, too. They was making noise, too. Could you imagine? That would be creepy. 2 a.m. Just got back from a party. You see it? Yeah. What is that noise? Flashing lights over Nevada. Conting? Scott? 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 Scottia. Scottia. Navia Scott. Over, yeah. Over Navia Scottia. January 29th. Yes, and a lot of the triangles I've noticed have been uh, coming up, so. Gotta watch out there, oh, guys. The triangle yeah, the triangle things. light ones. That one in Moscow was really weird. It was making noise. Well, and we got that dead. I guess we'll start talking about some mystery forest. All right, guys and girls. Our first forest we're going to go over is the Black Forest of Germany. Oh, sorry. I got to get my light because somebody has a headache and wanted to do the podcast in the dark. Okay. The Black Forest in Germany is a large descendant forest mountain range in the southwest German state of Baden-Württemberg. Uh, 
The forest is bounded by the Rhine Valley to the west and the south. <clears throat> the name Black Forest was given to the area by Romans. The vegetation was so thick that the sun would not be able to reach the forest floor. Look at that. They call it the sea of truth. No, they don't call it that. That's a different one. Uh, it was also much loved place for the inspiration of the Grimm brothers. The Black Forest was probably formed in the uh, Tricenic Jurassic periods. It was about 16,109 kilometers l large, 2,320 square miles. And its highest peak is the Feltberg, which is a 1,493 millimeters, which is 4,898 4, feet. That's way the hell up there. God. It's... In ancient times, the forest was known as known as Abadamans. Oh wait, Abadamans, 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 Abadamans. After the Celtic daily Abadamans in Roman times, it was called Silvia Marsana, which means black wow. forest. The forest was used for the wood industry and heavy mining, but now it's one of Germany's main places of recreation. The uh, it oh it provides more than three hundred thousand jobs in the forest in, in the tourist industry. It's a gr great place for all kinds of sports, hiking, mountain biking, skiing, and water recreation stuff. The area features several ruins and historical military for, uh, military structures and monasteries and castles. Sorry, this one's kind of long. <laughs> Originally, the Black Forest was mixed was a mixed forest, but in the middle of the 19th century, it was almost completely deforested. Intensive forestry was the cause of this. So basically, people coming in there, taking the trees, taking the trees, it almost took, they almost wiped the woods out. Deforestation. Uh, large areas were replanted monthly with uh, sprouse, spruce, with spruce monocultures. In the 1990s, the forest was damaged by a series of storms. On December 26th of 1999, Hurricane Luthor raged through the Black Forest. The effects of this storm, as well as seen in the forest, like the uh, Lothar Path, uh, a forest educational and adventure trail. You can find the uh, Nature Center in Rufferstein. Several area, several areas where the sto storms hit were left uh, to nature. It seems uh, parts the mix mix the forest has re some of the forest has returned to mm. you know claim it back. <clears throat> there are some special animal species that can only be found in this black forest. E examples are the black forest castle. The oh the no cattle oh cattle the black forest cattle, the lubricus 
Bandanus. The rare black forest horse and the uh, in endangered western capricelli. It's a bird. Huh, I didn't know they had their own dark horse. Stephanie's a horse person. Now she's like, I must look that up when we're done. I must find me a German horse. <laughs> you get it? It speaks German. Oh, guten Tag. The Black Forest. It, the Black Forest is not really haunted, they say, but there are tales and legends that can make it be quite creepy. There are tales of a headless horseman riding his great white steed through the uh, dense forest. There are stories of a forest king who kidnaps women to take them to his underwater lair where he lives amongst the nymphs, nymphs and other and other dark the friendly dwarfs and li- lingering werewolves appear. Okay, now this one I'm going to be talking about is the fairy tales. I thought fairy tales aren't real. Well, and this they are. <laughs> As you know, historic fairy tales are not the uh, format, are not for the faint-hearted. Their purpose was to teach children a hard le- a hard lessons, not to the not to entertain them. So. Basically, a lot of these stories that we have that entertain kids, they came from Europe, but they were scary, and we made them nice. The darkness of the forest must have inspired the Brothers Grimm. The fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel, I didn't know that forest inspired it. Hansel and Gretel, as well as the Jansimaged, Jessimaged, Jensen Maged were inspired by this forest. Both fairy tales have pretty gruesome uh, parts, like a like a child eating witch who was cooked in her own oven, and a brave a brain a betraying maid who was exposed and eventually rolled through the uh, city in a uh, spiked barrel. Wow! She was rolled through the city in a spiked barrel. So as they rolled her, the spikes were getting her. That's messed up. Perhaps the most scary uh, creature living in the Black Forest is the deer, cro- the deer crossman, deer the tall man. This defigured man with uh, bulging eyes and as many arms as similar to the Slender Man. I've talked about him on here. Yep. Even even though the even through though the Slender Man has no facial features, Mm-mm. Dear Grossman was derived from a woodcuts carved by uh, by an unknown artist in the 16th century. Bad children would be sent off to the forest where Dear Grossman would stalk them until they Confuse their uh, wrongdoings to a parent. Oh, my confessed. God. Oh, confess their wrongdoings to a... Wow, so just think. Anytime you lie to me, I'll throw you out in the woods. Uh, yeah, and I'll be night. like, I'll be like, yeah, lie some more. You want to lie? 
The Black Forest is the perfect uh, place for holidays or happy day in nature. It's a great place for uh, histori- history lovers, nature lovers, and recreations. But stay away from the woods when night falls. That one was pretty good. I've always heard about the Black Forest. A lot of tales about that. I didn't know that Hansel and Gretel story came from there. Yeah. I had no idea. All right. My next story we're going to do. This place is uh, weird. Look at these trees. That's how they were made. Wow. Yeah. That's how they grew. Yeah, that's how they grew. Ain't that weird? Oh, cool thing. Uh, what Indians used to do when they are like <clears throat> they would bend trees over and like any like remaining on top of the trees, so it would look like that. Yeah. They would cut off the top and burn it so nothing could grow, and it would point to a water source. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, okay, our next uh, forest we're gonna cover. Is the Crooked Forest, and I believe this one is... I don't have my notes out. You shut my page. I'm sorry. It's okay, but you're grounded. The Crooked Forest is a groove, is a grove of 40 and oddly shaped pine trees located near the town of Cryfeno, West Permania in Poland. The pine trees were planted around 1930 when its uh, location was still within the German province of Pomerania. From the base of the pine trees grow with a 90 degree angle and sharp bend north wind, northward, but then they, they curve back to grow straight up in the sky. Despite the unnatural curves and bending three to nine feet sideways at their base the these trees are generally healthy and grow up to be uh, 50 feet tall it's weird they come up about two foot and they do like a c and then go back up in the air oh there are many many theories on the mystery although there is little to no evidence to support any of them some some people think that a unique gravitational pull to pull in this particular area caused the trees to grow curve, curving north northwards, but the theory does not hold up to basic scientific uh, basic science. Given that, given that gravity pulls things and not a not a curve. Yeah. Okay, basically it's saying the gravity pulls stuff, but not into a curve. Others guess that the heavy snowfall in the area weighed down the trees as they were sprouting, causing them to grow crookedly at the base. But this theory does not explain why other groups of pine trees and assorted veg- vegetation in the same area were not affected. Some suspect that the trees were grown for the uh, rims of wooden cartwheels as the grain direction would have produced very tough wheels the most widespread the most widespread and most likely explained is that the local farmers planted multi trees 
when they uh, planted them in the 1930s. But it's estimated that the trees were 7 to 10 years old when they were when they were uh, planted experiencing the force of that result in the truck curve when they experienced the force that the result in the truck curve 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 nature were the uh, trees intentionally uh, uh were the trees intentionally curved did the trees naturally bend northwards Many people have been trying to find the answer for this mystery. But since the town of Criferno was largely abandoned between the uh, early stages of World War II until the 1970s, people who were there before the war and probably had the answer for the mystery of the crooked trees are all gone now and there's no trace of them. So, that sucks. Now they'll never, ever know what happened to the lovely fucking tree land. Okay, our next story is the Stanton Mora in the United Kingdom. Britain is quite the magical land and has and is host to many ancient sites. One of those being the Nine Ladies Stone Circles, a place where the witches gather. And this, this place is in the uh, Stanton uh, Moor Forest. The stone circles are, are an amazing sight for interesting, and all the, although we do not know the real reason for their existence, despite many dis, dibu, disputes, there are certainly places you cannot do justice with a uh, few words in an article. The uh, nine, the nine, the nine lady stone circle is located in Stanton Moor, in <coughs> Derbyshire, and it is owned by the English Heritage. It is an a, a it is an extremely populated spot for tourist walkers, drones, and a uh, pagan pagan or Pigeons. Pigeons. It is a Bronze Age circle that contains nine upright stones, and just to the south is a small standing stone. The king stone, each made of local milestone grit, was less than a meter high. The English Heritage website states that it is traditionally believed to depict nine ladies turned to stone as plenty as penalty for dancing on Sunday. Wow. Well, back then they had like weird rules that you couldn't do yeah, this I on know. this day and this on like that day. This, like the Salem Witch Trials kind yeah, of Yeah, so if you did anything very different. Strict. So, well, okay. Could this have been uh, the witches? Unfortunately, there's no little evidence behind the uh, placement or use of these stones, but many assume that it was used at the time of the Druids and still is used by pagans for many different uh, ceremonies. I have spoken to pagans who visit the site regularly. Some of us, some use it to relax and soak up nature. Excuse me. Some, excuse me. 
some contactor uh, rituals or conductor rituals. There are another told me she had her wedding there and hands fasting as she called it. My first visit was great. I had really got very close to these stone circles before, but these were interesting. The walk over the moor was lovely. I remember it rather clearly. It was a quite warm day, but there was a breeze because I farted. <laughs> it's a popular spot or so, I had been told, so I was experiencing quite a few people to be around. But as, as I approached, there wasn't a soul in sight. I had the place to myself with cultural ribbons blowing in the breeze from the uh, tree branches and uh, over rings such as crystals, flowers, and foods scat food scattered on the ground. I know this had to be a uh, social place. It certainly didn't. It certainly did have a uh, sense of. Tranquility about it as I wandered towards these stones. I began to feel a sense of history. I stood in the middle and looked out into the uh, wooded area. The stones surrounded me. A strange yet uplifting feeling came over me. Yeah, see what happens when you dabble in shit? Wow. Oh, I've already read that part. Okay, it came over me. After that intentional... Well, what the heck? Am I missing something? It should never believe this... Oh, okay. Well. Sorry, guys. I took my notes and I missed the half part of that story. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Here's, what that, here's what the last part of the story says. Sorry, guys. I effed that up pretty good. After that, the intentional trip I began to visit regularly and even happened uh, upon another stone circle that is located nearby. But I will leave that one for another time. Oh, okay, so this is the other part of the story. He just got a weird feeling, but he keeps going back. What a weirdo. If I had a weird feeling, I wouldn't be going back. That's your inner voice saying, get the hell out of here, man. Oh, Life lesson always go with your gut feeling. Yes. The county of Derbyshire not only holds a special place in my heart now, but in my opinion, it's one of the most magical places in Britain. Well, that's always kind of funny on how you always wonder the stories of places. It's just, you know, because there's it's, it's a pretty cool picture. It's in the woods, and then there's its clearing, and there's seven stones just sitting there perfect. You know? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Makes you wonder how it got there and why. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to do a quick commercial break, but we'll be, re blah, blah, blah. be right back. Well, if you're looking for some scary, scary ghost stories from not just the United States, but from around the world, then look no further than ghost stories told from the South. I am the host of the show, Stephen LeBooth. I tell scary stories from all over the world. And I really don't talk like this. I just like doing that at first to try to be scary. But all BS aside, 
I have a little podcast called Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen Booth, baby. We tell, or I tell ghost stories um, from around the world, you know. We talk about hospitals, roads, bridges, lighthouses, mansions, hotels, uh, anything you can think of. So we cover anything and everything. And my daughter started the show with me, but she quit doing it, so I'm going to it's just me right now, so hey, but come listen, it's called Ghost Stories Told from the South, and the reason it's called that is because uh, I'm from the South, and I'm telling ghost stories from the South, you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? But it's some good old scary stuff, we cover urban legends too, and just uh, maybe some unsolved mysteries, but it's mostly urban legends and uh, ghost stories and stuff, so yeah, if you're looking for a good scary time to sit by the fire with your friends and tell some stories, go check out Ghost Stories Told from the South. We are on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, uh, Stitcher. Um, we're pretty much on every platform now, guys. We even got a YouTube channel. Go check it out, Ghost Stories Told from the South. We're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram, too. So go check us out at all them places and come check out the podcast. I hope you like it. Hope to see you at the next Scattery Scattery episode. Goodbye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little commercial break. Okay, we got one more story. Sorry if I butchered its name up. <coughs> I'm not for sure. I think we've covered this before, but I'm not for sure. Lexi might have. Mm. But this is called the uh, Sea of Trees Forest or Suicide Forest. Oh, that's but the original name is the Aokaroha Forest. It's in Japan. Yep. It's real creepy. There's a whole movie about it. And you've probably heard about it. But we're going to talk about it. Yeah. This place is located at the base of Mount Fuji in Japan. And it is the most infamous forest in the country. It's also the second most popular place for suicide in the world. Mm -hmm. According to legend in ancient Japan, during the times of famine, families would abandon family members in the forest. These people usually, these people usually the elderly, that's messed up. So when they got too old, so what you're going to do to me, throw me in the woods. Yeah. Even it was mostly the elderly who died slowly in exhausting deaths in the uh, forest. And it is said that their souls still wander amongst the trees. Japan's tradition holds that if a person dies in anger, sorrow, or sadness, their soul or their yur remains trapped on earth. Mm -hmm. The soul contains... The soul continues to wander until conflict is resolved. In the case of those abandoned in the uh, forest, these souls never found rest. Mm -mm. The Japanese spiritualists believe that the uh, negative energy of its yari are are absorbed into the trees and into the forest. Visiting the forest, you may agree. The forest canopy is so canopy is so dense that even when the sun is high, it can be difficult to see. Yeah. Many have been lost in the forest, and their remains are found among the gig- 
their gigantic roots of the trees against the rocky landscape of the forest floor. The world's most haunted forest claims victims for another reason. The forest floor is dense with magnet volcanic soil. A uh, hiker's compass may fail to work. So even if you go out there and you get lost, you're still screwed. Mm-hmm. Technology is a... Uh, Technology does not work there, and modern cell phones will lose signal. These lose these lose hitchhikers. These lose these lost hit lost hitchhikers are soon added to the number of lost souls in the forest. That's why some hitch most of them, if they know what like what they're doing, they'll tie a piece of yeah. rope and then they'll. Well, and a lot of the guides too will tell you stay on the trail, do not yeah. walk off the trail. At all. And then if mm-hmm. you do walk off, stay close as you can and do not be in there at night. Mm-hmm. Not all who wander are lost. However, the forest has several nicknames. It's called the Suicide Forest, the Sea of Trees, and Japan's Demon's Forest. It's, unfor- it's unfortunate but true. Those who wish to end their lives often enter the forest and do not return. Since 1950, over 500 suicides have been confirmed within the forest. Just think, that's been the one that's been ones that's been confirmed. Yeah. That's not the ones that's died out there and they haven't found. The forest is so dense and at times un- unavailable, however, that there are very likely many more remain which have never been found. Yeah. Probably a hundred more. Yeah. Heck, maybe even two hundred. Once a year, a search team enters the forest for the sole purpose of finding those who have perished in the forest. Most commonly, the deceased are found hanging from trees, often though they have overdosed on drugs are poisons. So they've like OD'd on drugs on purpose or poisoned their self on purpose. And there are like when you do it there, you either do it or some if they if they if they're not sure then they'll bring a tent. Yeah. And then in nineteen ninety three, Walteria Tishimura published a book titled the Complete Suicide Manual, which describes the forest as the perfect place to die. And every year, at least 70 do just that. Dang, every year, at least 70 people kill themselves in that forest. In 2002, 78 bodies were discovered, and that number climbed to 108 in 2004. Many more attempts at suicide were recorded, and it's almost certain that the numbers of suicides was much higher than those bodies which were found. Signs are posted throughout the forest. Vain attempts to discourage would be uh, victims of suicide. The government warns hikers to stay on the trails. Yeah. I got to get a drink. My voice is getting dry. I mean, I went. I've seen a 
So one of them ghost hunter places went there, and Jesus, they recorded some crazy stuff. Oh, no. Oh, well. Oh, man. Way to go, Dad. Here, turn it off. All right, let's get back to the story. Find out where it was. Okay. Those living nearby the uh, world's most haunted uh, forest have been asked how they feel about the forest. Most have said that they, that when they see a camper headed into the forest, they know what that hiker is, hiker is one who will never ex- come back. Camping is prohibited within the forest, and it is true. Those who uh, spent the night under the uh, thick foliage very uh, rudely never return. The reason for the uh, the re the reason for this is not clear. Are those hitchhikers entering the forest to end their lives on their own? Or are they innocent campers drawn by some evil energy to the uh, forest to do that? You never know. You know, like if the person went there or something and maybe something got it. Mm-hmm. The Japanese locals to the forest report hearing screams at night. God, could you imagine living there and hearing that? Uh, where was it? Hearing screams at night, Japanese spiritualists believe that Yuri, when left alone, will rise at night and scream reckless and scream and scream in search of company. Jeez. Insert it. It is such a deeply held belief that the that when search parties were, are formed, those who find the bodies play a game. Ganji is Japanese for rock, paper, scissors. The loser of the game is charged with is uh, charged with spending the uh, night in the r- room with the corpse, where the corpses are kept until the bodies can be identified. That's weird. Why would you have to do that? While it is, uh, while it will be most deeply disturbing, disturbing to have the uh, world's most haunted forest just miles away, most locals have been grown accustomed to it. Most claim that they can uh, identify visitors to the forest as either hikers or those who are curious about the uh, legends, or those who uh, never plan to uh, come back. <clears throat> Brave living souls who wish to visit the forest may do so, but camping is prohibited again within the haunted forest. The Japanese government has created paths for the hikers to follow, and hikers are warned that stay, that straying from those paths may result in a fatal, uh, fatal death. That's pretty bad. You go to a place to hike, and they're saying, "Dude." Don't get off the trail. You'll die. Even those who do follow the trails choose to strain, uh, to string. Ah, here's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Even if they stay on the path, they'll still string ribbon along behind them so they can find their way back. 
so as not to lose their way. Even on the uh, brightest of days, it can uh, appear as dark as night. The forest is thick in vegetation, but there are very few uh, animals. That's weird. Visitors to the forest have described the uh, silence as making their or making their breath sound as loud as thunder. The silence adds to the eerie and the creepiness of the forest. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go check this place out. The forest is without a doubt the creepiest and one of the haunted places in the world. So beware visiting. That place would be kind of cool to see, but I would stay on the trail and I'd go in the middle of the day. I wouldn't go in the morning. I'd go from 11 to 2.30 or 3 o'clock. Then I'd come home. I'd go smack dab in the middle of the day. (coughs) Well, just want to say thank you guys for listening. And we are on Spotify, Stitcher. I've got our YouTube. Uh, So, yeah, guys, we're pretty much a... We're on a lot of platforms. You can find us. Uh, so, you got anything you want to say, Steph? It's your show. No. She's been sleeping because she's a bum. <laughs> well, why don't you get us out of here? Say goodbye to everybody. See y'all later. What show has it been called? What's really out there? And I am your host, Stephanie, and that's my father over there. Stephen Booth. And uh, we will see you later on What's Really Out There.